0: You're listening to The Archaeology Podcast Network. You're
1: listening to The Archaeology Show. TAS goes behind the headlines to bring you the real stories about archaeology and the history around us. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to The Archaeology Show, episode 203.
1: This week, we are in Arizona. So naturally, we're talking about the London Bridge.
0: Let's dig a little deeper into why the hell that would be the case. (laughs) welcome to the show everyone how's it going
1: good man sunny here where we are right now
0: (laughs) yes we're in Sunny, apparently, uh, at least for the last five days. The first few was not so sunny. That's true. But, That's uh, true. But Lake Havasu City, Arizona.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're just oriented in such a way that like we're sitting here with like the sun streaming in on us right now. So <laughs> welcome to winter. <laughs> I
0: know. The first couple days, though, it was uh, pretty rainy and well, not necessarily rainy. It did rain, mm-hmm. but more like more cloudy than anything. Yeah. And we were getting some of that weather. It's the end of January. Mid to end of January, we were getting some of that weather that uh, California has been dealing with, yeah. Southern California, because Lake Havasu City is basically situated right on the Colorado River and Lake Havasu, which is kind of fed and depleted by the Colorado River.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, there's a dam nearby, which is yeah. basically creating the lake. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: And then uh, California is on the other side. Yep. So we're on the far western side of Arizona. Yep. And kind of like halfway up mm-hmm. or a little more.
1: Yeah. And because we're here, we were inspired... ...to talk about the London Bridge for today's topic.
0: Because obviously, Lake Havasu City <laughs> inspires conversation the London Bridge.
1: And actually, it does obviously inspire <laughs> that because strangely... which It was strange to me when I first saw this and heard about this, but the new London Bridge... Which we'll get to the old and the new and the modern and the other terms for it here mm-hmm. shortly. But the new London Bridge is actually here in Lake Havasu City, Arizona.
0: So it was called the new London Bridge. We'll get to that. but Yeah,
1: that's like what yeah. most websites, most places I was doing my research, they refer to it as the old one, the new one, and now the modern one. Right. Basically are the, the three names for the three bridges,
0: you know. Right. So... We're gonna split this up a little bit, and we're gonna yeah. talk about some of the old bridges first, and then we'll, uh, we'll. By the end of the show, we're gonna get to the London Bridge that is here in Lake Havasu City, yeah. and and you know what, why what's it's going there. On here. And yeah, yeah,
1: yep, yeah. for sure. So,
0: of course, the Thames River, and if you've ever seen it spelled. It's T-H-A-M-E-S. It looks like Thames.
1: Yes, I for sure spent like the first 25 <laughs> years of my life thinking it was pronounced Thames yeah. and that Thames was a completely different river. So <laughs> right. don't feel bad if you had that wrong assumption like me.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so it's called the Thames. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the main river that goes through London. And there has, of course, London's been there you know, I don't know how long it's been called London, but there's been a town there and people living there uh, along that river for mm-hmm. probably many centuries. But cities and, and you know lots of population there for at least two thousand years, yeah. and of course they needed to cross the river.
1: Yeah, and it was a city founded by the Romans, and they called it London mm-hmm. Londonium, mm-hmm. and then it became London later on after the the fall of the Romans and they left the area. So that's that's where that name comes from.
0: So apart from the bridges. The roads, the sanitation, water. (laughs) What have the Romans done for us? (laughs) Email me, chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com if you know what movie that's from.
1: I'm not sure I know what movie (laughs) that's from. (laughs)
0: We need to watch it tonight.
1: What is it? I can't Monty it Monty Python?
0: Now. Definitely Monty Python. Okay, yeah. All right. It's the Life of Brian.
1: Oh, Life of Brian. I don't know those ones yeah. as well as I do Holy Grail. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just,
0: like, really good. Oh, man. All right. So, why did they build bridges in this spot in particular?
1: Yeah. So, it's a natural causeway above the surrounding swamp and marsh of the river's estuary, basically. Yeah. And we know people occupied this area for a long time because there's archaeological evidence of Neolithic settlements, Bronze Age, and Iron Age settlements. So people have been there, and they were clearly like using that natural shape of the land to help them get across the river when they needed to. And eventually, that turned into a bridge.
0: Yeah. Do you think when people switched from being Paleolithic to Neolithic, they were like, the Paleolithic people that were still hanging around were like the hipsters of the time. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, like we were neo before it was cool. Seriously.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. You got nothing to say about that? No, do you? I, I don't. <laughs> <All> <laughs> yep. <right>. Definitely. <laughs> well, back in the day, the first bridge that we have evidence for and can basically prove
1: mm-hmm.
0: was built by the Romans in about 43 CE.
1: Yeah. It was probably like a pontoon style bridge, basically. Like, like not much more complicated than laying planks of wood across anchored boats essentially Mm -hmm. and like that was that and that's not even for sure they just they think that there's some evidence of that having been built in that area
0: yeah, and they probably had various ways to cross the bridge that mm-hmm. just isn't really good. A lot of fording. There's a lot yeah. of
1: fording that would go on where you just float back and forth right. rather than have a permanent thing that you were crossing.
0: Well, it was relatively common and it still is in some places to have like a, a cable or something that you would either oh. you would either pull that's stretched yeah. across or it's literally just on the bottom of the, like a rope. It's yeah. on the bottom of the of the river and it's tied on both ends. And you basically just, if you're by yourself, you just jump into a boat and you pull yourself across. Yeah,
1: totally. You
0: know? Yeah, because there's, there's a a lot of water going through there too yeah at certain parts of the year i mean yeah you'll be dragged down current yeah for sure yeah Yeah.
1: and the romans you know they had this like expanding building roads thing going on as part of their conquest so like of course they needed a solid way to get across so right it does seem like there was some kind of roman bridge in that area
0: yeah The Romans lasted there into the fifth century. Yeah. Right. And that's when Londinium was mostly abandoned until about the Anglo-Saxon period. So I guess we probably don't have a lot of good records between those times. We don't.
1: Yeah. So I'm sure that people were crossing the river there and I'm sure that there are still people there, but we just don't have a lot of information about it. The next little like anecdote I found is and this is this. A lot of these little anecdotes are from the Lake Havasu City website where they did a really good job of like (laughs) collecting together all these facts and anecdotes and interesting things about the London Bridge. So that's where these next couple come from. But apparently in 984, there is a record of a widow and her son who were accused of witchcraft and they were accused because apparently they were like poking or stabbing pins into the image of a man. Wow. Sounds like some like witchcraft stuff from the, you know, Earth nine 900s yeah. time period. That makes yeah. sense, right? So anyway, they are taken down to a like wooden version of the London, London Bridge. And she was drowned there as a witch. And the sun escaped. Nice. Come on. No Monty Python quotes. She was drowned as a witch. I mean, it's
0: just, you- <laughs> some of them are just like too obvious. She's so. a witch. <laughs> She's... I mean, it's a, it's a wooden version. They probably had scales. They had to see uh, if she weighed as much as a duck. Right. And then witches don't float, obviously. So obviously. She
1: so she's a witch.
0: She's a witch. Okay, perfect. Yeah.
1: Thank you for quoting. Wow,
0: that's two Monty Python movies. I just wasn't... You kind of blindsided me with it. You don't yeah. usually do the Monty Python Well, jokes.
1: I mean, some parts of I'm the movie... Like,
0: I'm like looking in the, at the next bullet point, and all of a sudden, she's a witch.
1: <laughs> she's a witch. Oh, man. Okay. So then the next record we have is in ten fourteen the Danes held London, but they were attacked by a combined force of Saxons under King Ethelred the Unready mm-hmm. <laughs> and Vikings under King Olaf of Norway. I love Ethelred the unready. That's unready. Just like <laughs> Perfect. Apparently,
0: he will literally never live that down.
1: I know, right? Like a thousand years later, he's the unready. Right. Anyway, so what they did the the Saxons and the Vikings together they rode up under the bridge, and they put cables around the support pilings and pulled the bridge down.
0: That seems pretty mean. I guess mean.
1: a big middle finger at the Danes that were holding <laughs> London by doing that. So, but then of course it had to be rebuilt again. Yeah. And you know who did that rebuilding? Uh,
0: King King Bill.
1: King What <laughs> the oh God I did not expect you to say that.
0: Bill the King. B-
1: Bill the King. No, no. This would be King William the First of you know, William the Conqueror status.
0: I, I never know what this font, because it looks like King William, I rebuilt the bridge. After his gone- I thought it was a typo.
1: Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. I did rebuild the bridge. Yes. Anyway.
0: Well he... His conquest of 1066, which is a very important date in yeah. England's history, mm-hmm. he, he rebuilt the bridge.
1: Yeah, sometime after then, and yeah. it was used for a long time. It was uh, destroyed, again, by fire in 1136, and that time it was rebuilt by King Stephen. King Steve? Yeah, King, King <laughs> Bill and King Steve, those guys, always rebuilt in bridges.
0: I want to start... A Business right by the bridge over there in current <laughs> England is just call it Bill and Steve's Attract, Bill and Steve's Curiosities. <laughs> <You're so silly. laughs> Nobody will know what that means,
1: no, but they might well, they might get it. They're into their kings <laughs> over there, right? So, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. By the uh, end of the 1100s, after they again already rebuilt it, like probably uh, more than a, like few a lot of times yeah. out of wood, right? Right, yeah, uh, it was pretty clear that they needed something stronger and better to cross the Thames because by that time. I mean, England is becoming a thing, and you've got people on both sides that need to communicate and get back and forth quicker than the little boat system could do. And and every time a wooden bridge burned down, it probably took, you know... So, Years so long to rebuild. To rebuild. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So. I'm sure.
1: And like, of course, they had ferries and stuff, but just, that just doesn't, it's right. not quick enough, you know? And this was becoming a booming part of the world at this point. So yeah, they needed yeah. something bigger and stronger.
0: And you could tell that the next one they built wasn't going to last because they called it the Old London <laughs> Bridge. So we'll <laughs> talk about that on the other side of the break. <laughs> You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four can. ...consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Episode 203 of the Archaeology Show.
1: Well, we are in year 1176 at this point, so I suppose that's a fair assessment of the name of the segment. Yes. And like I said,
0: (laughs) this next bridge... They called it the old London Bridge. To be fair, they didn't call it that. They didn't call they it that.
1: Call it that. We <laughs> call it that.
0: I like to think that as like just like staunch British people, even in like the eleven hundreds, they like just call it the old one. Like bridge. they're
1: looking forward. Like clearly, this isn't going to be the forever bridge, so we'll go ahead and call it the old one now.
0: <laughs> the forever bridge.
1: Right. Oh uh, man. my god! All right. Okay. So the first great stone version of the London Bridge was built by Peter of Colchurch. Why are you cracking up over there?
0: <laughs> Bill Stephen beats Antiquities. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> uh, why is Bill you so know, funny? Like I, even in even in Lord of the Rings there was Bill the Pony
1: Oh, there was. (laughs) I don't know. That one like really came out out of nowhere and like shocked me. That was a really good joke. (laughs) You're getting a little crazy about it now. And I do need to preface this by saying we did just crack beers open, but we have not been drinking. We have not been drinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Yeah. Peter of Colchurch, who was a priest. And chaplain of St. Mary's of Colchurch. I got to say, too, like back in the day, like the church is the ones that were getting all the building done. They were. Usually it was more churches. Yeah. Or things to get people to churches like bridges.
1: Yeah. But, you know,
0: it was infrastructure.
1: Yeah. I mean, they had the money, apparently. And he had the plan and the vision and he organized it. And, you know, a stone bridge in the... 1100s, 1, 1200s 1, takes mm-hmm. a long time to make. They began this thing in 1176. They didn't finish it until t- 1209.
0: I know, which is crazy because like there were people born in 1176 that just like never knew a bridge for 20 plus years. Right. I just can't imagine why it would take that long. Well,
1: I think there was a bridge. There's a wooden bridge still at this point. So, so They there, built this
0: next to it? or yeah. In, like, like sections across, maybe, I wonder.
1: Yes, something like yeah. that. They, because the interruption of foot traffic, because it was mostly just foot traffic at that point. They didn't want that to happen. So the the bridge was built, you
0: know, separate from it. But I'm pretty sure I-40 through Texas has also taken that long. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: It's just constantly under construction. All
0: the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Well, Any- poor Peter of Colechurch. Church. He died in 1205. Mm-hmm. Four years before it was completed. That sucks. I know, but fortunately, there are other Londoners that were part of the picture. They realized how important it would be, and they finished building the bridge.
0: At that point, you couldn't almost like not finish it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was very close to that you point. You probably
0: could have just like jumped across the remaining section. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, how much could there have been? <laughs> right. Just looking at the time frame here. Yeah. Yeah. The bridge immediately became important for not only crossing. But something crazy, and I've I seen pictures of this in the past, but for shops and residences, I know. they're like, look at this huge structure. Let's live on it.
1: I know. It's crazy. I think it's because they're, they're crossing by foot and horse and maybe like wagons and yeah. drawn carts and stuff, but very small, narrow things for the most part. And so when they built this wide bridge, they're like, what else can we do with it? Yeah. Oh, cool. It'll be great real estate space for shops and living. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and speaking of size, it was 19 pointed arches made of stone Uh that were 15 to 34 feet across, and then a 20th that was a drawbridge made of wood so they Mm -hmm. could get some larger ships through there. Yeah. But the difference in arch sizes I thought was pretty interesting, and that was due to Obstructions encountered during pile driving for the piers that supported the arches. So mm-hmm. that could be one thing that actually took some time because to build these piers, they actually built cofferdams. And do mm-hmm. you know what a cofferdam is?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I did. I read. I read yeah. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for
0: those that don't know, a cofferdam mm-hmm. is basically it's like you 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 drive in all these basically almost like temporary pilings, and then you drain all the water out of it. Mm-hmm. So then you've got the river flowing around this thing, so you can basically see the bedrock. You can you can see the ground, and it dries out, and then you can. You can start doing stuff. Yeah, to you can it.
1: build your foundation into yeah. the ground from there, the riverbed yeah. basically. So even
0: way back then, they yeah. knew that technology, and yeah. they were they were doing that kind of thing. And around the cofferdams, they built these what are called protective starlings. It's a loose stone filling and mm-hmm. it's enclosed by piles. Yeah. So, And I think the starlings, they call them that because they're actually shaped like stars. That,
1: that might be. Yeah. yeah. There's some like artist drawings of what it would have look like. And they're these big, wide, yeah. wide footprint things around the base of the piers. And you can see that, you know, they did that. So it would support the piers. It would... Protect them, you know. Yeah. But it had another, another yeah. sort of unintended consequence. Although they had to yeah, have known physics. this was going to happen, but it it reduced the waterway to like a quarter of its natural width. So all but of a sudden, all that water had to get through. It had to get through. So all <laughs> of a sudden, you have like rapids
0: yeah. <laughs> basically
1: coming through through in under the London Bridge.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently shooting the bridge was a thing in small boats.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine that that was not dangerous. I admit, maybe it was fun for thrill seekers, I suppose, but the
0: original people who would send it. Oh my god! I hate that <laughs>
1: phrase. <laughs> anyway,
0: yeah. Oh, uh, amongst uh, weather channel videos, another favorite pastime of mine uh-huh. is. Uh,
1: I'm sure you've said that before on this podcast, but just in case,
0: the weather channel videos. Yes, you talk yes. about them all the time. I know <laughs> there is a fan of the show down in Australia who uh, consistently like brings that up to me on our teams chat, and uh, anyway. So, yeah, no, the other thing I like to watch is, like, Miami Miami boat ramps and, like, oh, the yeah. Broncos Guru Boatings, like, boneheaded boaters of the week and stuff yeah. like that, and they're always saying, this guy really sent it, and he's, like, a boat sitting up on a dock.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs>
0: I'm sure that happened a lot down there. Yeah. Where boats were just, like, smashed up against the pilings.
1: Yeah, well, think about it. Those arches, 15 feet to 34? I mean, yeah. 15 feet wide is not very wide. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of arches. Like, that's not a huge amount of distance to cover, but having that many arches meant they were all quite small. So getting yeah. under it was, was difficult. Well, and,
0: you know, even though it was pretty wide, the water would have sped up pretty rapidly as you got closer to the bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the closer and closer you got, you're, like, going the same speed, same speed, same speed, and then all of a sudden, it's like a zip line, yeah, you yeah. know, through the middle. Totally. So. Anyway, after completion, as we mentioned before, shops with residences above them, Quickly lined both sides of the streets, making it pretty much like a tunnel to cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In 1358, there's a recording of 138 structures Jeez. being on this one
0: That's one crazy. bridge.
1: And then in uh, 50, in the 1580s, water mills were added to the bridge as well to pump water into the city.
0: I can't believe that took 200 years. With all that water going down through there? Yeah. And the power of it? Well, it
1: was in the reign of Queen Elizabeth I and... I think just like innovations were part of her deal a little bit, you know, so she's she's the one who pioneered that.
0: Right. Well, one thing she didn't pioneer was safety. (laughs) And uh, it was so many people there and things happening. And it was just it was a small space. There's probably little regulation on building codes and Mm -hmm. things like that. Yep. Accidents happened a lot and some became tragedies, of course. And they said that uh, three years after completion in 1212, a huge fire destroyed pretty much all the buildings and killed as many as 3000 people although i'm willing to bet the records are a little bit estimated they, on that one they
1: probably are but what i did read is that there were like two fires mm. either the same one spread and it ended up like trapping a crowd of people in oh, between geez. either people I mean, who lived there jump into the river uh, i don't Blocked know i mean probably. if you're in a building and then yeah. you can't get out of the building you maybe not so yeah. then the next Tragedy was in 1282 when five of the 19 arches collapsed under winter ice. Hmm. So they, I think, there was actually less death in that scenario because people were able to get out. But then they had to like spend all that time and money rebuilding the bridge yeah. to, you know, get it working again. A couple other things that are just interesting to note about this bridge: there is a stone gatehouse, and there were poles on its roof, and those poles were for putting or displaying the. The heads of traders who were beheaded in various times throughout history. I wonder
0: if they were for that or if somebody just said, you know, oh, what those polls look that good.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. The records say that they started doing this in 1304 and we're doing it for 350 years or more because Oliver Cromwell is probably one of the most famous heads that was displayed mm-hmm. on that wall.
0: 1658. Yeah, yeah, in
1: 1658 when he was when he was executed. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. For that though, 1623 there was yet another fire, and I'm sure there were hundreds of fires we don't even know about. Yeah, that smaller were ones, on a smaller that, scale. Yeah, yeah,
1: or not documented properly. Yeah,
0: right. But this one was caused by a forgotten pail of ashes. Mm-hmm. Which I'll tell you what, my grandma almost burned her house down with a pail of ashes. Did she really? Oh yeah, she yeah. didn't want to go across her new floors, which were. 8 feet from the fireplace to the front door uh-huh. instead she went all the way to the back door she was cleaning out her wooden fireplace with a like one of those metal little shovels and dumped the <laughs> dumped the ashes into a plastic bucket And they weren't fully ashes. Oh, Yeah, she didn't realize there were coals in there. And I'm sure this has happened. Centuries and centuries and centuries of people burning wood fires. And they know that even prehistoric people probably either just made another fire pit or if they had a a settlement, they probably had to clean out that fire pit. Yeah. Because it just fills up with ashes, right? But
1: there's coals in there sometimes. There could be. Especially if
0: you're burning it all the time. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me. But uh, merchants began moving away from the bridge after that.
1: Yeah. Like we're, what, like... 400 years in on the life yeah. of the bridge at this point like it is getting pretty dilapidated the The merchants aren't interested in taking the risk of having their shops there anymore and people are moving away so mm-hmm. yeah but I wanted to mention one other really cool piece of architecture on the bridge. Yeah. And that is called None Such House. It was <laughs> I know, it was built in 1577 and actually what it was was a replacement for the original wooden drawbridge was there. I guess they just decided that like a, a drawbridge wasn't necessary, <laughs> so instead they built a house. Right, why not? And this house is so cool. It was pre-built. It, so this is like the first pre-fab house basically. It was yeah. pre-built in the Netherlands and then sent over to London with all the like the pieces with numbers on them so mm-hmm. that they could reconstruct it in London. It was four stories tall. It's huge. It's got this tunnel going through it and the tunnel across was for people and horses and everything else to to get through. But it was just this massive building that was just bloop, like right yeah. on top of the bridge.
0: I know you said the Netherlands and not like Sweden but made me think like was this the first ikea house oh
1: my god it totally (laughs) was (laughs) seriously and i i just saw some drawings of it i don't know well obviously (laughs) there wouldn't be any pictures because i think it was torn down there might there could be some like really old pictures of it from like the 1800s maybe but i just saw some drawings of it and it just looks like a really beautiful like imposing structure just dropped right on top of the bridge
0: yeah so moving on by the mid 1700s the bridge was just like falling apart yeah i mean it was old old it was it was really the old london bridge at that point. it was it was yeah.
1: definitely old at that yeah, point. i mean
0: and there was no one alive that didn't know that bridge right right that's just been there forever yeah so uh, somebody named charles Labeli, i don't know if that's how you pronounce that yeah was given the project to restore it in 1762 he removed all the houses and structures and based i don't know how that project went probably well, not well i
1: I think people were kind of over it. They were over it as yeah, a shops were, and homes at all of Maybe, people who were living
0: there or people who have their shops there, now they got to go somewhere else. Yeah. Like that's never a, an easy move, but... Once he moved those structures and then he widened the carriageway. Yeah. So probably made it two way. I don't know if it was two way before because yeah, there were so many things there. Yeah, that, that would, was probably like pullouts for people going different directions. Right, but right. All the drawings and artist concessions I've seen of what that probably looked like, it's always looks like one lane
1: and like absolute chaos oh, total when chaos. it was busy. Yeah. 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 So. Well, one other thing he did is he removed the center pier and made it one large arch. Yeah. And that. While I can kind of get why he did it, they (laughs) needed a place for ships to get under it easier probably was part of the the reasoning there, but it completely undermined the bridge. It was fully falling apart, and then by the 1820s, so not even, I don't know, like 50 years later, they just, they were like, we're done with this
0: thing, we need to build an entirely new structure. Wait, what was going on at that time? London Bridge was...
1: Falling down.
0: down? Wait, <laughs> falling down?
1: Yes. fall. It was, falling it down. It was like actually falling down at right. that point. So
0: London Bridge was falling down. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, so that's where they, the children's rhyme comes from. And the game, which... I didn't remember the game until I started reading about it, but it was like it's where two kids stand facing each other, and you put your hands up and you hold hands together, Mm -hmm. making like an arch shape with your arms, and the other kids are passing under it while you say the rhyme, and then you drop your arms and trap somebody when you say the "my fair lady" part at the end. I don't know what you're supposed like what that meant, like what Uh, the next step of that game was, but I remember playing it.
0: Well, when they were playing it for real, the next step was to build the new London Bridge. The
1: new London Bridge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So there are a couple pieces left of the old London Bridge, apparently. One is an archway built into one of the towers of St. Magnus the Martyr's Church. Mm -hmm. This is the original footpath entry into the bridge, so that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's really neat. And there's some other random little bits around London of the old London Bridge, but like most of it was just demolished by 1832. And so what they did is um we'll talk about this more in the next segment, but the new London Bridge was built alongside the old one because mm-hmm. they just they simply couldn't reconstruct the old one. They yeah. had they had traffic had to keep moving back and forth across that bridge. So yeah. the new one is like thirty yards away or something like that, very close and it didn't shut down the, the bridge. So right. which meant that they could salvage
0: some pieces of the old one. All right. Well, we'll talk about the new London Bridge, the modern London Bridge, and a little bit more about Lake Havasu City, Arizona, oddly enough, <laughs> when we get back from the break. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 203 of the Archaeology Show. We're talking about the London Bridge because we're in Arizona. Yep.
1: <laughs> so naturally.
0: Yeah, that's what you do. You'll find out more about that in a minute. Well, let's talk about the new London Bridge built in 1820.
1: Yeah, so renowned engineer John Rennie was asked to build the new London John
0: Bridge. John Rennie, man, he is so cool. He is renowned. I know exactly who he is. You I have, have no idea. idea no idea. No. I,
1: I mean, I don't either. Yeah,
0: he's probably <laughs> renowned in like 1820.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like he or was. Like a,
0: any architect listening to this is like you idiots. Yeah,
1: I know. But he was apparently like a real solid engineer. So he did the plans for the new bridge. He designed it with far fewer arches this time. There's only five of them. They're not the Gothic points like mm-hmm. the original one had. They're much more like rounded oblong, like functional things.
0: pieces of architecture. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Ships could probably get under it a lot yeah. easier. So
0: water flowed a little more, a little bit more smoothly. gently. Yeah. Right,
1: right. And of the 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 five arches, the two closest to the shore were 130 feet. Then the next two were 140 feet. In the middle was 150 feet. So yeah. all very nice and symmetrical. It was a total of nine hundred and twenty eight feet long and forty nine feet wide. Still pretty wide, yeah, pretty wide, like good for you know two way traffic and everything. He was mm-hmm. really building it to be a functional bridge. But it's also pretty too. And we know that because we've seen it, yeah <laughs> but yeah it, it was it was pretty and functional.
0: this is another guy that died before it was done or even started.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He died in
0: 1821 and construction was actually carried out by his sons from 1824 to 1831, which is, you know, given the size of this bridge, Mm -hmm. a seven year construction period back in the early 1800s is Mm -hmm. admirable.
1: Yeah. I mean, to go from what, like 30 years in the 1100s to seven years, that's a pretty good, pretty good drop in time there. Yeah, for sure. But it wasn't perfect. Right. So. In 1902, from 1902 to 1904, they actually widened it again to almost 80 feet, mm-hmm. which would allow for more vehicle traffic and more foot traffic.
0: And when we say vehicle traffic, we really mean vehicle traffic. Like you yeah. are we starting to get a mixture of horse-drawn carriages yep. and actual cars, yeah. like gas cars.
1: Yep, and yeah. and that right there is probably the downfall of the bridge. Yeah. Because in the 1820s when it was designed, it was all horse and carriage traffic. Right. And then 100 years later, less than 100 years, later, all of a sudden, it's motorized vehicle traffic. Mm-hmm. And that's totally different weight. You can get a lot more of it because it goes so much faster. So, like, you need way different specifications in for a bridge to handle that kind of weight yeah. versus what it was originally built for. And again, the London <laughs> Bridge is falling down. <laughs> yeah,
0: by 1962, it was basically sinking into the river because it couldn't handle the increased traffic and weight. Yeah. Because by 1962... I mean, you think of cars from the '60s.
1: Yeah, you, they are
0: steel. You got tankers, yeah,
1: steel tankers crossing every Basically. day at a high rate of speed.
0: Yeah, I mean, probably not that high rate of speed over the London Bridge, but yeah, it, which probably makes not. It That's even true. Worse, Yeah, because right? then you've got cars stuck in traffic on the bridge. Yeah, that are just you know yeah constant.
1: It's so crazy because I mean, you can see where we're going with this. Obviously, the the bridge it it lasted for less than 140 years, but our world changed so much in yeah. that 140 year time frame that what was built in the early 1800s just could not withstand modern technology at that point. So that's when it was decided that they had to build a new bridge.
0: Yeah, and I didn't see this point here, but I'm willing to bet this was in an effort to help pay for it. But they knew that this bridge would be... Historic. It is historic. It's uh-huh. the London Bridge. Yeah. I mean, there's probably lots of bridges over the Thames. Yeah. But this is the London Bridge, right. right? So, knowing that, and and again, I didn't see this point directly, but why else would they sell it? But they put it up for auction. Yeah. And Robert P. McCullough of Lake Havasu City, which it wasn't even Lake Havasu City yet by then, bought it for two million four hundred and sixty thousand dollars, and then paid another seven million dollars to move it to Arizona, mm-hmm. and. I want to talk about Lake Havasu City here in a minute because yeah. I've got some facts about that. But between 1968 and 1971, its facing stone was dismantled and sent to Lake Havasu City. So not like all the rock yeah, and like no, not
1: the stuff behind. Yeah, because that's I guess that's a pretty standard construction for this sort of a. A structure is mm-hmm. there's a nice, pretty facing pieces on the outside, but not necessarily that same rock on the inside. Right. So, because I don't think that they were like shaving off the outside of the rocks either. Like they just pulled the facing off right. and, and that's what they
0: transported to Arizona. Right. So talk real quick about the modern bridge and then I'll give some yeah. Lake Havasu City facts.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, and so sorry to any, any English people, any Londoners out there, but like the modern bridge is just like... A bridge, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it was built between nineteen sixty eight and nineteen seventy-two. It is a feat of post-World War II construction. They use this this method called the cantilever method, where the segments are built outward from two piers and then they're tied together with high strength steel tendons. That's mm-hmm. a very, very basic description of what is a really incredible engineering feat. Yeah. And it results in a bridge that is very industrial, very functional. And kind of like boring to look at. It, right. it doesn't have any of the the charm and character that the arches of the old bridges had. It's just, it gets the job done. Right. So good job, London. Your bridge is not falling down anymore. We don't think, anyway. <laughs> right,
0: right. So here's the story of Lake Havasu City, Arizona. It first started actually as an Army Air Corps rest camp, they call it, called Site Six during World War II. And it was on the shores of Lake Havasu. Lake Havasu, apparently, you know, Mm -hmm. been Lake Havasu for a long time. Yep. This is not a podcast about Lake Havasu.
1: It is not. It is a damn lake.
0: Yeah. It's (laughs) It's it's a damn lake. It's
1: a damn lake. So probably... probably probably, more
0: more power for Los Angeles or something. Yeah, basically.
1: Right. So
0: more than likely Phoenix, but could have been California. Yeah. Anyway, in 1958, an American businessman named Robert P. McCullough Purchased 3,353 acres of property on the eastern side of the lake along what's called Pittsburgh Point. That's the peninsula that eventually be transformed into the island. Mm, so okay. the island that's in the middle of Lake Havasu City, that London Bridge actually spans,
1: uh-huh.
0: the waterway that spans to get to the island wasn't actually an island. It oh, was made They
1: made an it island. an island. Yeah. It looks very man-made. Now that you say yeah. that, you can see that it's all very man-made right. in that area right it's very there. It's
0: manicured around the it edges is. there. Yeah, yeah so definitely. After four years of planning... McCullough had McCullough properties and he was looking to get people over there. He bought another thirteen thousand acres of federal land in the surrounding area. And then basically Lake Havasu City was established on September thirtieth, nineteen sixty
1: three. Hmm. And
0: it wasn't incorporated though until nineteen seventy eight. Oh, okay. So once the and he specifically bought the bridge when he saw it as an attraction. As a tourist
1: attraction. Yeah, yeah. to yeah. bring
0: people in. Yeah, it, totally. It worked. We are here in January and it's a snowbird haven. There's yeah. lots of RV parks around here. Not yeah. as, not clearly not nearly as much as like Phoenix and Quartzsite Arizona if you've ever heard of that. There are literally thousands of RVers in the desert of Quartzsite Arizona right now just boondocking out in the nowhere. Right. There's a few RV parks and those are full too, but yeah. there's a ton of people down there. Snowbirds are People who come down from usually the, the Midwest and the Pacific Northwest down to in this Canada. area. Yeah, in Canada mm-hmm. of the United States and, and like I said, Canada. Mm-hmm. And they come down here for the winter. And my grandparents did it for decades. Mm-hmm. They came down to Lake Abazoo City and Quartzsite.
1: Yeah, because who wants to be stuck yeah. in the cold, nasty weather all winter I long? I get it. And isn't
0: isn't there another term for that for like people who go to Florida? They're not called snowbirds. I think they're
1: still snowbirds. There was
0: another term, I thought. Is there? Anyway, either way, whatever it is, it's very popular to come down here. But it's also a really cool place. Like Lake Havasu has got a lot of prehistoric history to it. And when you're here, the lake is just surrounded by stark bare mountains with like yeah. literally no trees or vegetation on them.
1: It's a really cool like yeah. skyline, the the lake, the desert yeah. desert mountains and then the lake and it's really pretty and then they've made it such a tourist attraction too. Like there's all kinds of cool restaurants and neat little shops and things down along the lake. So it's a nice little little tourist destination yeah. for sure. I guess paying what a total of seven, eight, nine and a half ish million dollars to yeah. get it over here and set it up was probably worth it. Maybe. Yeah. But it well, is now.
0: <laughs> it's apparently the second biggest attraction in all of Arizona. Can you figure oh. out what the first biggest attraction is? Grand Canyon? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, Which does make sense, too, because a, a lot of people who are maybe driving up from maybe L.A., they're probably going through Vegas, though, and coming down to the canyon. But There's a lot of people from, like, Phoenix and maybe, like, Mm -hmm. Southern California that may actually come through, like, Havasu City uh, on the way to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Because we're about, what would you say, about three, four hours from there, Mary, from here?
1: Yeah, and, like, actually, if you're coming on 10 over Mm -hmm. from California, and I think 10 goes into San Diego, right?
0: I don't know. So, I can't remember if it's San
1: Diego or L.A., but either way, whichever of the cities it goes into, it's really easy to jump on 10. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cross California and then... You come into Quartzsite, and then you have to go north to get up to the Grand Canyon. So yeah. then you would come right, like Havasu City, in that, in yeah. that, in that path. If you take that path, so yeah,
0: right, yep, cool. So that's yeah. When we first came here last year. I don't think we had ever been through Lake Havasu City. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had, it was a it was a pass through. But I honestly don't remember going through here. I remember crossing. I don't think we had no crossing forty above it, and mm-hmm. probably crossing ten, 10 below, but yeah. not necessarily going in between because yep. there really is nothing in between but a whole bunch of BLM land and desert and Lake Havasu City. Right. So it was it was really sprung up from nothing. Yep. And you know, interesting thing is. And this is an arch- this is a question for future archaeologists because you know we're always concerned with origins and how things happen. Even though this town is younger than I am, which mm-hmm. is weird to say, <laughs> it's uh,
1: well incorporated, younger than you. Well, yeah, yeah. but still incorporated, younger <laughs> yeah. than I am, right? Yeah,
0: by 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 a couple of years. So yeah. we were talking just the other day. We were like, so what's the next thing that's like being built right now? What's yeah. The, what's like the a, next thing that's going to pop and yeah. become like a huge tourist attraction, like like Las Vegas? Everyone in the world knows about Las Vegas, and it was literally born in the 50s. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And then this was the 70s. Palm Springs is another one that popped yeah. up in like the 60s, 50s, 60s time frame. Time Out of frame. people's
0: brains. Yeah. Not so like, like people like, settled there. Where is that town. happening right now?
1: Because yeah. I want to go buy property there. <laughs> can somebody please tell me where that place is so that we can go invest?
0: I mean, I think you need to make it.
1: Yeah, that's you true. You got to gotta bring, have the vision, right?
0: It's You got to bring something there. Yeah. You got to buy 20,000 acres like this guy did. Yeah, and yeah I'm not doing hope that. And then people come there. There. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Anyway, it's interesting for sure. But yeah. I love that a iconic piece of London and British history is here for us Americans to experience as a tourist attraction. Yeah. And yeah. it's a really cool, really beautiful bridge. So, right. I love a good piece of of bridge architecture, so it's really neat to have it here.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot and not do this, so I'm going to I'm going to air our future on the podcast here just to prompt us to do something about it. But I don't know what next week's episode is going to be about yet. Probably news articles because we (laughs) need to catch up on that. Yeah,
1: there's been a lot of stuff come out recently.
0: But we are going to Mexico for an entire month. We are. And we're not going to be traveling around Mexico too much because we're going to this event kind of thing.
1: We're driving the RV so you don't want to be driving... A lot in Mexico, you want to drive there, park it, and then stay. Well, and
0: also the type of visa we'll have, we have to stay in the states of Sonora and Baja. Uh Baja is the one that's that spit down Southern California, uh, South of California and then Sonora is the part in between the Baja Peninsula and basically the rest of Mexico. Yeah. Because if you go out of those two states and into the rest of Mexico, you need a different you need a permit. Different, you need different yeah. insurance on your vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a thing. So It's different. Yeah. So but there is quite a bit to do and see on Baja and Sonora. There's a ton of history there. Uh-huh. The Hopi of Arizona and the you know all the other different groups that were here and some down in Mexico they didn't know where borders were. Yep. So there's a lot of history that obviously spans the two areas. Yeah. I'm hoping to I'm hoping to see some of that from like a Mexican perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, like what if. We talk about Native Americans here, but like I said, those people were all over. Why wouldn't they have gone down that way and their seasonal rounds and things like that? And how does the Mexican archaeological record interpret that? Yeah. So, I don't know if we're going to find the answers to those questions. I don't know,
1: but we'll be asking them. And if anybody has any any information to share with us about that, we'd love to hear it.
0: Yeah, it'd be super cool. Yep. With that, we're going to go to a neon night party sounds really weird being 47 and saying I'm going to a neon night party, but it was fun last year. It's going to be fun this year. Yep. Check our Instagram, Roadster Adventures, and there's probably going to be some fun stuff on that.
1: Yeah, we'll have some pictures up for sure. All right. See you guys next week. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to The Archaeology Show. Feel free to comment and view the show notes on the website at www.archpodnet.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ArcPodNet. Music for this show is called I Wish You Would Look from the band Sea Hero. Again, thanks for listening and have an awesome day. This episode was produced by Chris Webster from his RV traveling the United States, Tristan Boyle in Scotland,